in the early 21st century, magic reawakened on Earth, and alongside it, a new human race of orcs, elves, trolls, dwarves, and others. Humanity became meta-humanity. Technology proliferated and greatly advanced in the awakened world as global megacorporations seized ever more power, becoming de facto states with their own laws, courts, and armed forces. The corporations attempt to control all aspects of modern life. This has led to a vast and complex criminal underground which works for and against corporate interests. The independent career criminals who do what others can't or won't are called shadow runners. The year is 2102. Welcome to Fun City. Previously on Fun City, the team learns the random numbers found in the Last Line's funding campaign and the gun which began the riot at the Chaz were generated by a rare isotope of the magical metal Aura Calcum, almost certainly made at Jast Reclamation. They ask Yuri what else he knows about Jast. Nothing, he says, but Loma Tsarnaev might. The team visits the magical bookbinder on his houseboat. He'll help if they recover Walt Whitman's skull, which they do from two NYPD cold storage delivery men at Storm King Art and NFT Center. But Loma was lying. Skull in hand, he says he'll kill them for meddling at the edges of the work of the Seven, a powerful group seeking vast, arcane knowledge and who serve, in his words, the gods that make their gods possible. As the ghoulish altercation begins, Nek Varma, a small, brick-red, four-armed Nartaki shaman who previously illusioned a dead Gabe, joins the fray. Loma bites TK and Nek once again illusions the team, this time into thinking they've won. As the glamour fades, he stabs Viv in the side. Things look dire when Gabe calms Lux. Duck! The Mrs. Egg appears set on a collision course with Loma's houseboat. We join the team now. Viv skewered Lux prone. TK dropped and Lash seeing red as the Mrs. Egg barrels down on the whole group. The sudden stillness of the real world in comparison to the absolute chaos of the illusion that you just left is broken by the sound of a deafening foghorn issuing from the Mrs. Egg. And it is bearing down. It is going as fast as it can. The Mrs. Egg is not small. Uh, it's a small warship, but it's a big boat. Uh, it's 250 feet long, and it is going as fast as it can. Uh, it is a Corvette-class warship. It is amongst the fastest. And Lux, if you turn around, you look over your shoulder, you look out the front door of Loma's workshop, you see it coming, and it's going fast enough that... I, you're not sure it's going to be able to stop. Shit. You have an open con to Gabe if you want to say anything to him. He just said to you, duck. Okay. <laughs> duck? He just said, he said. He said duck. Okay. Yeah. And then you told everyone else in the room to duck. I said duck. I'm still wondering why ducking is important. <laughs> um, so I look at the comm in my hand and Lux still can't believe it's not the mag gun that he just pulled out of the trunk uh, and he's a little pissed that um, he's not back in the illusion even though that doesn't make any sense because uh, he really wanted it um, and he goes uh, Gabe uh, what are you doing 
I, I'm gonna try to save you. Uh, <laughs> this is this is what I got. Uh, when all when all you have is a big boat, all your problems look like things that you are gonna drive a big boat through. Okay, we're ducking. Should we be running? Yes. All right, everybody. He's on calm with everyone. Everyone, get off of this boat. <laughs> Viv lets out a, a wet cough. <laughs> yeah. And neck is holding her neck and has dug a dagger into her side. And those of you who are nearby, if you look at Viv's wound, you can see that there is blood pouring out of it and it is dark. Uh, So Lux looks around to see if anybody can help Viv or if he has to. She's reaching forward to the doorway, but cannot speak. Remember that Loma's got a shotgun lowered that's pointing at you, all of you. So building up in Lash is kind of this frustration. We saw a glimpse of it, you know, over the past couple of days and weeks as she's like, you know, she shot a guy for the first time. She's just for the first time, just kind of feeling the anger of like everything going wrong, building and people getting hurt. And it's almost like she immediately sees red, kind of like uh, a bull seeing red. She just, without thinking, kind of just clutches her fists and in like almost like a bulldozing wrestling move just slams her body into neck using her hallmark mama bear get off her i would say roll like if you want to roll uh strength plus body you could roll agility plus body maybe athletics um if you want to just try to tackle this person i would let you roll athletics yeah Yeah, you're not going to get a hold of him but you can try to knock him over whatever's your biggest number Let's say athletics is my biggest number. It's 11 plus three. Get him. I got five hits. Neck, please roll reaction plus intuition. Beat five. Rhea, int. Oh boy, that's still a lot. <laughs> Do I get exploding sixes? So the trade-off that we... You get edge. <laughs> yeah, you get well, edge, there was a ruling, sixes. right? Yeah, every time we play, we, we continue to make a decision whether or not NPCs get exploding sixes or can spend edge, Not and it's not both. And so far, we've done exploding sixes, not edge. Okay, that makes sense. All right, in that case, I got nine hits. Damn. Reaction plus intuition is 18 total dice. Lash barrels into Neck, who is holding Viv and has a knife stuck in her side. Neck, what happens? Does she just bounce off? Do you do you dodge? Neck moves with an almost arachnid speed and a jerky sort of grace. Uh, almost reminds you of like when you find a bug moving strangely on your bathroom floor. And he just sort of skitters one foot to the right. And you go a little bit past him. He's unaffected. Meanwhile, Viv makes a very queasy. She's jerked around. Stop. About. Loma is standing behind Neck, and as Lash makes her move to try to knock him over, he trails her with his shotgun. He doesn't fire, but he's aiming, and he says, Your friend will kill us all. He will kill us. Maybe he will kill you. Definitely. Tell him to stop. Lux holds the calm up to his uh, mouth, and I don't press the button. And I say, Gabe, stop the ship. That's so good. I love that move so very nice. much. I... Uh, Lux, I'm going to need you to roll con. <laughs> While he's talking, the phone rings. 
That's if he fails. That's if he fails. That's if he fails. No. Uh, okay, well, let your me plan is out of minutes. If you would <laughs> like to continue using your service, yeah, that would work. Uh, case. Oh shit. Fourteen. Fourteen hits. Yes. Jesus. Ooh. Hell yeah. The chance of neck picking up on that deception is almost zero. So we um, gotta roll, right? Uh, yeah, I would roll. I rolled for Loma. Uh, Loma did not beat 14. Incredible. No. <laughs> Two hits. Wow. <laughs> well, here's the thing, though. So let's be very clear about what's going on. That deception works. It has bought you a couple, like literally a couple of seconds because anybody with eyes can see yeah. that boat's not stopping or turning. Loma, uh, er, well, everyone who's not you, Nick, now thinks that you just told the boat to stop. You're the only one that knows it ain't stopping. But it's going to be a few seconds, and, and then everyone will realize it very quickly. Loma lowers his shotgun. He looks at Lux, and he says, You have made the right decision. And he, he raises his shoulders a little bit, and he looks a little bit more relaxed, and he starts to get a little bit taller, and you realize he starts floating off of the ground. And he's just levitating just a little bit over the rug, very ornate rug uh, that's in his workshop. And he begins to spin uh, the hand that's holding the Damascus blade in the air. And he's just swirling it around and around. And you hear pages start to r rifle and ruffle. And you hear um, the sounds of uh, like crinkling paper. And all at once, Hundreds of individual pages materialize in the center of the room. And they are all parallel, and their broadside is facing out the door towards Lux. Hold on, I'm just gonna roll some dice. So many dice, that is, where is this? <laughs> What's he doing? Loma, his hand that is spinning, he just puts it down at his side, and all of the pages fly, rocket. And you swear they pass through Lash. They go through Neck and Viv, and they all attach directly to Lux. And they begin rubbing up against him. And they begin spreading all around him. And Lux, you feel like you are being embalmed by pages. You are being mummified. <laughs> oh, Roll reaction plus intuition to dodge. What the fuck? Oh, no. That guy's scary. Uh, three. Loma got 19 successes. He did not roll well at first, but then he got a bunch of like sixes that kept being sixes. Excuse oh. you. So if we want to revisit maybe whether or not NPCs get exploding sixes, we can talk about that later. <laughs> Jesus. Um, Lux, you are pinned to the floor by paper. It feels very strange and it feels like animated it is uh, come alive and it's moving all over you it's moving over your face it's covering your eyes uh edges of pages are trying to go into your mouth um Ugh. you know it's covering Ugh. your ears it's getting harder to hear uh and you are having a, a hard time moving uh it's like there's pressure that is keeping you down on the floor stopping you from moving we are now in initiative we're oh, gonna count boy. that as loma's first initiative damn the next person to act in initiative is Neck. Uh, oh boy. Viv, you haven't moved. 
since being stabbed. Mm -mm. Every centimeter of motion, I imagine, causes excruciating pain. Yes. Nax speaks, and as he speaks, you see that once again his internal organs and skeleton become luminous, shining through his flesh like cellophane. And for my price, the price of your disobedience, I take your mage. And I cast Death Touch on Viv. That doesn't feel like a fair move. What, casting death touch on a person who's in my touch range that I'm trying to murder? Yeah, that's fine. It's pretty fair. I think it's textbook. too powerful. <laughs> so yeah, Taylor, roll your magic and take your hits as, as Drain. Oof. Okay. Three hits. Vivian, roll reaction plus intuition to dodge and not including your wound modifiers take an additional dice penalty of two because you are currently grappled. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do add toughness. It's a new thing that I have to my body. So basically just taking away one now. <laughs> so, oh my God, only two hits. Oh, Nick is no. successful at casting death touch. He is already touching Viv. She cannot get away. Next hand squeezes Viv's shoulder, and you see some of that sickly yellow light uh, begin to leak into Viv. But Viv only takes one damage, because as Neck begins to push the sort of necrotic energy into Viv, Neck looks up and sees that the boat is very much not stopping. And Viv, you feel the knife slide out. Oh, oh thank you. Oh, there's a lot more blood now. She's now coughing up blood. <laughs> and it starts to run run down her chin. Loma sees Neck step away from Viv. Viv, Neck's arm slips away from around your throat, and you feel free. I think you feel like maybe getting your balance is a little hard. You feel a little lightheaded. Um, you know, you are soaking in blood. You are wet with blood, and your I imagine it's your right side. I don't know why, but I imagine your right side, like, is getting numb it's like you know in the pain is breaking through but it's you know you're sort of starting to lose this embodied feeling you hear loma behind you say uh, you have followed deception with deception you will pay the price the next person to act is lash lash you look out the front door to the brooklyn archipelago it's very clear outside. It's very bright. The moon is really bright tonight. And you can see all of the ripples um, on the tops of the water. And they're large. Uh, there are now waves crashing against Loma's boat and Henley the Bentley in the slip. And Lash, um, you are maybe the person who is currently uh, the most able to figure out to sense, uh, to see how close the boat is. Lux is trapped underneath a bunch of paper. Viv is looking in the right direction, but you know that she is not feeling well. And TK, uh, you look up, you see him splayed on the ceiling, on the glass ceiling of the room that you're in. You look out and you know that that boat is going to be touching this room in 12 seconds. That's two rounds of action, right? That's, oh, uh, so I, I think of every round as three. Oh, okay. Four rounds. So Lash goes, TK goes, Viv goes, Lux goes, boat crash. Yeah. 
So the, essentially everyone here gets one action before the boat crashes. And yeah. I've already spent mine. Eat shit, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled a dice and uh, to see what it was. It, yeah, it came up. It came up as one, so it's Fuck. one round. Holy yeah. shit! So Lash is still kind of like reeling from kind of falling not into neck, but kind of into the ground, and she's still in this mama bear protective mode. She subconsciously or maybe consciously can tell that the boat is going to hit. Maybe Gabe didn't hear the message. She has no idea what Lux did. And she just runs for Viv to scoop her up and to run as fast as she can off the boat if she can. And remember, Lash runs fast. Just like in into the water. Yeah, I think what makes most sense is Lash isn't thinking, she just wants to get Viv out of this situation. So I think she's going to run past her, pick her up, and just run kind of in the direction to the open water. Viv likes water. Shannon, given yeah. the fact that you are currently in like mama bear mode, I'm gonna gi- I'm just gonna give it to you. You can just okay. have it. You are in a like pre-logical, pre-linguistic, <laughs> highly protective state. Uh, the claws are out. The hackles are up. You know the the veins are popping through. You if you, you get to Viv, you pick her up. You run out. You tell me what you want to do. Tell me what happens. Lash runs towards Viv. She kind of not so gently, hauls her over her back. Oh, uh, gentle, please. Continues running towards the water. Before she jumps in, she says, this is going to sting a little, and jumps in. Jesus Christ. Salt water. Oh, cockles. (laughs) Lash lifts up Viv. Picks her up so fast and with such force, uh, she uh, leaves a back spray of like liver blood uh, as she Ugh. picks her up, and you she feels light. <laughs> She's lost enough blood that you can feel the difference, um, and you just race out the front of the door, and you're not even thinking. You run over Henley the Bentley. Uh, Over the roof, the windshield, uh, the trunk, and you swear to God, you are running so fast, you maybe run over water for a couple steps. (laughs) Splash. You're in the water. You see from this perspective, from a perspective you maybe have never seen before, the Mrs. Egg bearing down on you, and you are violently buoying up and down as the water rushes towards you and into and over Loma's houseboat. You can see the water is violent enough now that it's starting to lap up onto the walkway and into the front door of his workshop. You have Viv, you're in the water. I'm gonna guess that Lash is a pretty good swimmer, so, you know, I'm not gonna- She is. Yeah, not gonna make, make you test it. The next person to act is TK. TK, here's what you see as far as Neck. Neck has just had Viv sort of ripped out from under him. He is staring wide out at the oncoming boat. Uh, You can see him look back and forth. He's obviously calculating if he can teleport out of here, but it's pretty tight. He's panicking and backing away, very distracted. And I think if I am understanding our arrangement correctly, the only people who are currently outside the workshop are TK, Viv, and Lash. So... TK, you are kind of like looking down through the glass ceiling at 
uh, Loma, who's got his hand out and seems to be controlling a bunch of paper somehow and a shotgun. You see Neck, as Taylor described. You see Lux trapped. Uh, you just watch Lash uh, race out of this room and jump into the water. Yeah, I mean, uh, TK is still, you know, he's confused because he's still in his berserker's rage and he's still on fire. Um, you also just fell a number of feet directly onto a pay, onto pane glass that didn't break. He's in a bad way. Pr- pretty heavy. He's taking a lot of damage. I think what happens here is um, he's just he doesn't know what's going on. He's going to assess the situation as best he can. He sees the Mrs. Egg, doesn't think too much of it because it's like, yeah, of course that boat is there. Of course it's going fast. Something needs to happen. Uh, and he sees Lux just on the ground being suffocated by paper. Uh, he sees Neck, and he knows Neck is going to get away, because that's what that guy does. But he sees Loma and realizes that Loma isn't looking at him at all. And he thinks, you know, like, if somebody... Like, first of all, Lux is under there. He needs to get out. And so I think he's going to try and break the glass and sucker punch Loma from above. Fuck yes. Yeah. So here's what's going to happen. Okay, yeah, TK has... Um, he pulls out his combat axe, slices an X into the, the glass beneath him. It makes a horrible sound, but you love it. Yeah, it's so fucking good. And he smashes through the hole with his fist, with his cyber arm, and then uh, dives down, aiming for Loma, the back of Loma's head. An absolute furious punch with, with no warning, out of nowhere. The, the kind of punch you don't see coming. Which, as we know, is the one that is the, it's the one that knocks you out in boxing. But this isn't boxing. This is Shadowrun, so he might die. The coo- the coo- are, the you, are you still on fire? Yes. TK is still on fire because you have to you, you have to take a full turn to turn it off. That's why he's always on fire. I don't know if I ever explained that. That's why it doesn't turn off. It's like sometimes I don't take a shower for two or three days. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Just burning. It's yeah. like when you get real, you get really fired up and really mad, and you yeah. have to take some time and count to ten. <laughs> it's like exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly. Shadowrun has made this a mechanic. I'm going to give scoring the glass and punching it and breaking it. That is something that TK can do easily uh, in his sleep. For jumping through and punching, just for the aim, the houseboat is rocking violently. Just, I'm going to make you roll for it. Uh, so, is there a particular skill you want to use, or to aim? do you want to just use your your me- your melee combat? Yeah, his unarmed combat is like his. That's like the biggest skill he has, I think. So then, in that case, I will just ask you to roll your melee combat. To see if you connect. All right. Um, there's only four hits. I mean, Loma, now there's a multi-step process because in order to perceive anything, Loma has to be constantly astrally sensing. Uh, he's got to be basically choosing to see at every moment. And he is currently concerned with two things, maybe three, depending upon how you count it. He's trying to keep Lux down. He is uh, thinking about the fact that this boat is going to destroy his entire livelihood. And he just saw Neck let go of Viv and Viv rocket out of this room in the arms of Lash. So there's a lot going on. We're going to see if he even notices you. (laughs) He is going to ascense, and he's going to, at a great penalty, and we're going to see if he reaches a standard success. If he fails this, you just hit him, and he does not get a chance to dodge. 
for this. He's only rolling 45 dice. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I feel like I should also uh, use an edge here and just re-roll those that weren't sixes. If you want to do it, now is the time. I think I will, because like this, yeah. 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 May as well, right? All right. Okay. To four hits, let's add five more hits. Whoa. That's better. That's nice. good. That's nine hits. Loma rolled one under a standard success. Good for him. So he does not see you coming. Right? Yes. yes. And you hit him in the face, on the top of the head, falling from the ceiling in a rain of glass for... You want to roll this damage up? It's it's 10p, and it's got armor piercing. I think it's three armor piercing. Yeah. Okay, good to know. He did not get any hits on his resistance. Oh, boy. Oh, oh boy. Yes! Love those dice. Uh, there's moonlight. There's a boat bearing down. Glass shatters. It's slow motion. <laughs> Hell yeah. There's doves in the background somewhere flying. And TK just fist cocked. Can't see anything but the back of this guy's head. And it's it fits in slow motion for him too. He's just staring and staring and staring as the target's getting bigger and bigger until it's the only thing he can see and it's the biggest thing he's ever looked at. It's the easiest punch he's ever landed. And then impact. Oh, it sounds like someone driving over a ripe cantaloupe. No. The workshop is rocking back and forth, and the waves are strong enough that it seems to be disrupting some of the systems that keep it running. The lights are flickering on and off. You hear the compressor of uh, Loma's chest freezer clicking on and off as it struggles to gain power, like there's uh, brownout conditions. You see the lights in uh, his uh, his house, the house part of his boat, are flickering on and off. Things are starting to fall off of the shelves, and there's a moment where you break through the glass. You bust through it. You hear it. Everybody around you in the room hears this uh, hail of uh, shattered glass. These It's not tempered glass. It's pane glass, so it's like the pieces are big, and it sounds loud, and you hear these loud ringing sounds as these big panes of glass hit the ground, and one of them just falls directly on Loma's shoulder and opens up a huge gash. <laughs> And it's the hand that he's waving back and forth to keep uh, the spell going uh, that keeps uh, Lux ensnared. And the lights go out. But just before the lights go out, he looks up to see what is happening above him uh, that has caused this rain of glass. And he just sees a silver fist. And it's the last thing he sees. Anime punch sound effect! Boom! Add one to the body count. <laughs> Taylor, I've killed another one of you guys. <laughs> he drops his Damascus blade. He drops his shotgun. You've, again, I don't know if this is the second or third character. Head, yeah. You've you caved yeah. in his skull. Ooh. It was particularly easy. This is a soft man, um, as previously established. We're gonna pause just for a moment to go interior to TK. You don't know what it is. You're on the ground. Uh, I don't know if you're like on your knees, you're crouching, like did you land on your feet? Like, you know. I think you probably landed on his, on Loma. So you're like, sort of like crouched on him. There's something about this experience. This, it's very visceral. There is a lot of literal viscera 
you feel very hungry. Fucking, this is that. <clears throat> oh my. Gotta get that shit cured. Oh, oh no. The next person <laughs> to act is Viv. No, you. <gasps> Viv's in the water. Viv is bleeding into the water. And she is mustering all of her energy to speak. You could sort of hear her. Lash can maybe hear her a little bit, but she's trying to whisper. And uh, she's getting water in her mouth, and they're bobbing up and down. And she's just uh, whispering, water of water, water of water, healing water, water of water. And she's bleeding uh, from her side profusely still, and there is a trail of blood going to the water. It's dark, you can't see it, but the sea can see it. And uh, Viv is going to summon a spirit to help them. Uh, she has a wound modifier, but and do her best. <laughs> she's gonna summon a force four spirit. So she's rolling against this, the force times two for you, uh, and she got eight hits. Gee. Yeah, I got very lucky again. You get a spirit for two services. Perfect. The giant clam from the illusion materializes in a blood-red scalloped pattern, and it basically has its bottom shell lifting up higher into the water underneath Lash and Viv as sort of like a rescue boat. This is like some like Venus shit, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> That's what I was going for. Who was created by blood falling into the ocean. Yeah, and it has a giant muscular tongue that lolls out uh, so that uh, we have more surface area. And Viv is just whispering, just to keep everything sustained, that's all she has energy for. She's just whispering, water of water, mother, bell water of water. So a clam is now carrying Lash and Viv in the water. It basically behaves very dutifully, like it knows what it's there to do. Uh, There's no business about it. It materializes and just begins uh, lifting the two of you out. How How does Lash feel about this? Her view of it, she's not really understanding what's going on. And she's kind of, it's kind of like they're lifting up and she's still swimming and kind of going nowhere in it. She doesn't know what's happening. She's kind of just in like, in the zone, in swim mode. Stationary <laughs> swimming in the clam mouth pool. She's getting a workout. It's it like a baby. It's a baby pool. A baby yeah. infinity pool for you. Lux, you still feel the weight of the paper pushing down on you and enveloping you. You're in. It's a cocoon. It's horrible. It's hard. It's restrictive. It's claustrophobic. Uh, you can breathe, but like it's not easy. You're breathing through paper. You, I don't think, know what's going on in the outside room, the larger sort of situation, because you can't see, but you've heard a pane of glass break, and you feel like you heard who must have been Lash run by you. You don't know who else it could have been. And when you heard the pane of glass break, everything got a little bit less restrictive, but you're still being held down. So to escape, uh, you need to roll uh, strength plus will. Since it's easier than usual, you need to just beat two to break out. Let's go. Strength is not a big strong suit. He does get two. Clearly, <laughs> he had to get an exploding six to get two. Oh! 
Describe for me the difficulty with which Lux tears paper. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and a truly Hercu- Herculean act that no one has ever done before. Well, you know what? I, it's very much like a, a, a metaphor for, for Shadowrun itself, isn't it, Mike? Um, being strangled by reams and reams of papers. So good. Um, and, and Lux is really just trying to clear out his mouth. And already he has been reaching for an object in his pocket because Lux is always prepared. And when I say he's always prepared, I don't just mean he's always prepared because he is always prepared. I also am referring to his hallmark, which means that for the cost of one edge, Lux can find in the depths of his large coat one immediately useful piece of one-time use gear no larger than a paperback book. He must explain why he put it there or when he put it there and why. He was already reaching for this piece of tech whenever it gets slightly easier to shed the papers. And at first, as you naturally would, he clears them from his eyes and faiths and he looks at TK and he sees all the brains. It's like a strobe light. The lights are flickering on and off and you just see uh, moonlight silhouette, TK crouched over Loma, glass everywhere, darkness. Lights flick on, TK crouched over Loma, neck staring directly at you, darkness. (laughs) He looks out at the boat in just an instant and he realizes he has a decision to make. It is possible for him to kind of skitter out the door and jump in the water and see what happens. And as he thinks about that, he looks at what he sees in his hand and he dives towards TK. He puts the object in both he and TK's hand and he squeezes his bubble buddy. Shut the fuck up! I need to know how this works. <laughs> what is happening? What is He's... happening? Bubble Buddy. I love this hallmark. I love it. I, I want to just emphasize, I also am excited to find out what happens. <laughs> Hello, it's Mike. I am here to tell you how much we love making this show. Uh, I mean, I'm eventually going to talk about a Patreon, but the first thing I'm going to talk about is how much we enjoy making Fun City and the amount of work that goes into it. It is a not small amount of work. We have production meetings all the time uh, about the things that we want to accomplish, the way that we want to tell the story, the way that we want to work together, how to work together in an environment that is respectful of everyone's time. I have meetings with the cast about what they want to do with their characters. Nick and I just had a very long conversation about what he wants to do with Lux, and it's really good stuff, which which means that Nick is out there in the world living his life, thinking about Fun City and what he wants to do and the kind of story that he wants to tell. And he is doing that for you. And that's before we even talk about Sam, who spends sometimes a week cutting together the narrative edits. We go back and forth. I give him notes. He gives me notes. He just invests so much of his time into it. And then we go into design. Some of the things that you've heard up until this point in this very episode took me like an afternoon. The part where Loma starts to levitate and then launches a bunch of pages at Lux. That was, you know, that was a chunk of my day of some of those explosions. Here, let me actually go look. When Taylor shouts anime sound effect, how many individual sound effects is that? I am scrolling through the session right now, and it is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight 
eight individual sounds that I just had to spend some time finding and EQing and making them sound nice. Loma's house explosion. Oh, you haven't heard that yet. Forget I said that. Never mind. Anyways, what we're saying is we really like the show. We really like making it. We put a lot into it. And if you want to help us keep making it, we would love your help at patreon.com forward slash fun city ventures. Throw us a couple bucks. You help us make the show. We give you some things in return. Bonus content, amazing in-universe merch, access to a Discord that is honestly a, a roaring good time. It's a blast. I'm in there all day, every day. It's great. And mostly the knowledge that you're helping us make a thing that we like making that you like listening to. That's my pitch to you for patreon.com forward slash fun city ventures. Okay, now back to the show to see what Nick has up his sleeve. Lux is holding in his hand his embarrassment. For a while now, Lux has had a mild phobia of water. Jesus Christ. Yes! Ever <laughs> since that day at Jass, <laughs> he hasn't liked water very much. And he saw in some catalog somewhere or with some rich friend he was talking to, this new piece of tech. Rick Jones. That uh, Rick Jones most likely um, <laughs> seems like it might be useful for a plumber. A little piece of tech that allows you, the user, to squeeze it and have it immediately form a bubble around you that is almost indestructible. This, of course, would allow you to float on top of the water and run in the bubble until you squeeze the ball again. This will knock everything away, so this is why it was going to be useful for the papers, because if you're not the one who squeezed the object, then it will knock things away and, and only can subsume you. So this is why he holds it in both he and TK's hands and squeezes. It's a hamster wheel or a hamster ball. Hamster it's, a, it's a hamster, it's a hamster ball. ball. Yeah, dude. Okay. Bubble boys. It's a, it's, a, it's a squishy, very strong hamster ball. TK is, of course, on fire. <laughs> This is painful, but the bubble buddy is flame retardant and he doesn't know if this will work. And he doesn't even know if this <laughs> in the deep recesses of his mind where he knows he's in shadow run, doesn't even know if this is going to be allowed by the GM, but that is <laughs> what Listen, he does. Aren't we all sort of praying to God all the time? Please let yeah. this work. Is this right? Is this right? Is this something I can do? Even when I just like turn the me coffee machine day. on. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah. come on, let it happen. Me, me emailing coworkers, please, God, let this work. Yeah, that's so real, yeah. Every email is a prayer. Every button, it is. Just do something. <laughs> he rolls over to him, places the bubble buddy in both of their hands, and says, TK, no fire. It's going to get hot in here. And he squeezes the bubble buddy. It sounds like someone rubbing their hand on the side of a very large balloon for a second. <laughs> it inflates. It kind of scoops up. It's hard to describe the motion uh, that it works from. So there's this like uh, sort of center bit, uh, which is what Lux is holding on to, in which he has TK also put his hand on, or he smashes it into TK's hand, and it extends out in either direction, kind of like one of those magician's staves. Staff, staffs, sta staves? Wands. 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 Um, uh, and then it envelops them from both directions, from the top and from the bottom, and uh, forms a seal uh, around uh, what you would maybe call the equator of the bubble buddy. And they are in it together. 
I have one statement followed by one question. The statement mm -hmm. is, you also pick up Loma's dead body. It's unavoidable. Oh. He is in there. The question mm -hmm. is, does TK take this opportunity? I will let him take the action if he wants to, to turn himself off. Yes, I think to he deflame. does. Um, at which point he has to resist drain. So I think before he does that, he hears what Lux is saying and sort of like is coming out of his, his rage, etc. And the flames go out and he passes out immediately because he just, I, he's, I have to resist six stun damage. Like, <laughs> and that my stun damage track is full. It's just <laughs> physical full. damage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, buddy. I think that it is, yes, probably accurate that TK probably passes out. <laughs> Lux, you expand the bubble buddy and uh, it is, I don't know if you've used one before now, but even if you haven't, and maybe especially if you haven't, uh, you, I think maybe thought of it before as a kind of portable safe space, uh, something you could take with you in case you got in trouble and you could deploy it and it would, um, you know, it would save you uh, from, you know, confronting the water from having to get wet and you're in it. Uh, however, you are in it <laughs> with a now unconscious recently flaming a close friend of yours and a ghoul who was turned to paste just sort of like sloshing around in the bottom of the bubble buddy oh. it also is pushing up against the ceiling it's large enough that mm. that it's kind of stuck in place inside the uh, the workshop loma's workshop it's pressed against uh, his workbench, some of the shelves, the ceiling, the floor, uh, one of the chairs that got moved. Um, and as you sort of rock back and forth, you can hear some of the glass crunching underneath it. And then you hear another kind of crunching, a much louder, uh, bigger kind of crunching. What you might call touchy, 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 crunch? touchy, touchy crunching. Hold on, hold on, hold on. New, new character name. Open file. Touchy, touchy, crunching. <laughs> Execute. <laughs> 20, go to print. <laughs> go to 10. <laughs> the Mrs. Egg sailed right past the clam that is holding Viv and Lash. If you could hear Gabe on the comms, which uh, you can't. He turned off his comm because he's listening to exceptionally loud uh, dance music um, and he didn't want <laughs> to have it be distracting in the comms, you would hear him say, well, Vivian is up to something <laughs> as he sees this materialized clam. He turns on the comm for a second and in your comm, Lux and uh, TK, if you were conscious, you would hear Gabe say, batten down the hatches! Gabe, the kind of guy that would say daddy's incoming? He might be. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Daddy's coming. Yeah. We've seen where he dances. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this guy's met some daddies. There hasn't been a chance to use them yet, but I will let you know that one of Gabe's hallmarks, because Gabe has hallmarks, is called Rave Dad. <laughs> see? Oh my God. See? I know yeah. a daddy when I fucking see one. Daddy's home. And the front of Loma's <laughs> workshop is just crunched under the bow of the Mrs. Egg. 
The bubble buddy is launched forward through all of the rubble and the debris, um, and it is pushed up against even more panes of glass. I'm going to just roll. I know you said it's indestructible, Nick, but like what I know <laughs> is that it says indestructible on the package. <laughs> and yeah. you, can, you yeah. can write anything yeah. you want on packaging. So A subsidiary of Raytheon. <laughs> <laughs> Bubble Buddy is a proud product of X. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you Google bu Bubble Buddy, it's a lot of people being trapped inside while the battery explodes and they can't get out. You are, you're pushed forward and for maybe five or six feet, uh, you are rolling sure. and rolling and rolling and you are able to stay upright and uh, TK... Uh, the ghoul gruel really kind of makes it ghoul. so that TK <laughs> just kind of like slides around on the sides, even though he's uh, unconscious and um, he's able to mainly, uh, you know, help you stay the course. It doesn't get hard to navigate. However, you do at some point as you are rolling over a bunch of uh, floating stuff, uh, you don't know what it is, uh, but you hear the sound of punctured plastic. You hear uh -huh. like a the tiny, tiniest little rip and then a little for a second and then you start to feel water hit your face um, and you look oh, down great. and there's uh, now uh, mixing with everything else that's in here just a little bit of salt water it's not a huge gash you know you're not deflating rapidly and the bubble buddy <laughs> has a system inbuilt it starts working extra hard to pump air into the interior uh, but uh, you have sprung a leak the first person to act in new initiative, the next initiative round, is Nek Varma. Nek, <laughs> you have just been, uh, I don't know, you tell me, hit by a Corvette-class warship? Uh, no, he's, <laughs> Taylor is dancing. Why is Taylor dancing? Why is Taylor dancing? <laughs> because suddenly, where once there was two, there is three. Inside the bubble buddy, Neck appears. Ah! Oh, no! <laughs> No. I mean, whatever, I guess. He could oh be anywhere. God. What the fuck? No! You're not supposed to be able to get in here because you didn't squeeze the ball with me and TK. Here's the thing with Nick. on the box. Neck is not... This is a little bit of inside baseball for the listeners. Uh -huh. uh, Neck is not a big physical fella. Uh, Neck can't really do anything physical. Uh, he's fairly weak. Uh, unless, you know, he's got a Damascus steel blade and can get the drop on you while you're hallucinating. But he can teleport. The problem is, is the teleporting kind of gives you a random distance. It's not like a super reliable teleport where you can always go in the spot you want to. Uh, <laughs> but he's close enough to you two idiots to where reasonably there's only one safe place he knows he can get to on short distance and that's inside the bubble buddy. Now, how much space is inside there and oh, what's shit. it like with three dudes plus the pudding? I think TK wakes up at this because he feels like, a, like he's been rolling around like getting tumble dried and then there's a fucking other guy in there. Like it takes like a knee to the chest. Oh yeah, it's tight. Like, what the fuck? Also, I don't. Th I think that we've established this. It does also smell kind of bad when neck materializes. Oh, very bad. Yeah. It's like yeah. a burning ozone, like tires yeah. and yeah. But there's also ghoul in there. Like 
Yeah, might not be the predominant smell. That's true. TK's gonna look at Lux and then look at Neck and then look at Lux. We were so close. <laughs> we're just <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's like yeah, it's, we're this squeezed. It's really into one of those <laughs> moments where all of our faces are pressed against each other and we're like, you what what? Like, how many hands does he have out four. right now? He's, he's, four. He's got, he's got four arms. Is he embracing us? Uh, no, he's not embracing you. The arms are, I think it's like <laughs> when, um, when there's too many people in an elevator and your arms kind of have yeah. to come up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I think TK has a chuckle at the, the situation. Oh, great. Jesus. He's like, he's like, oh, hey, what's up, man? <laughs> like, what are you doing in here? Neck doesn't respond. <laughs> <laughs> He just looks at you. It's extremely <laughs> awkward. Gabe gets on the comm. Uh, the dance music is a little bit quieter. It's still pretty loud. <laughs> and <laughs> Great, Gabe. He says to everybody who is listening and who can hear him, all aboard. And you see uh, come around from either side of the Mrs. Egg, from either side of the wrecked houseboat, Henley the Bentley, who has a massive dent in his back. Oh, no. Like, <laughs> gash all through the side, bottom kind of like dragging, sinking a little bit into the water, but going nonetheless in pristine condition, Loma's racing boat. Hell yeah. Bank along the side of it, and it pulls up directly in front of the two of you in the bubble buddy. Henley the Bentley spins around, and goes underneath the clam. Ooh. Uh, Gabriel has just used uh, one of his hallmarks called Octopodian, which is that he can jump into as many vehicles as he likes with no detriment. Nice. The next person to act is Lux. And Lux, uh, you are uh, trailing behind uh, in the Bubble Buddy with Neck and a newly awakened TK, maybe like eight feet in front of Loma's Italian racing boat. So Lux has a photographic memory. He thinks back to the marketing material for the Bubble Buddy again, and he tries to remember what happens when you squeeze the ball again. Uh, TK is going to catch this look and be like, we're not going to get another chance at Neck. Thank you for the look. <laughs> I think that, I think that if, if the thing does what Lux thinks it does, then he's he's just trying to remember the marketing material. Mike, what happens whenever he squeezes the ball again? I, 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 I don't know if one it's... One press uh, in the, the clicky thing in the center of the control yeah. mechanism. Uh, one press yeah. is extra inflation power. Uh, so uh -huh. uh, please, please give me more air. I'm getting a little deflated. Yes. Three presses is to collapse the ball, uh, so the seam opens, um, and you basically get an umbrella that forms above and below you, and it goes back into the center uh, bit that you're holding. And five presses is disco mode. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like when a always... keyboard plays all the modes, <laughs> like, a, like a demo mode. Archaeotech has to have a disco mode, and this yeah. has got to be Archaeotech, so... Yeah. Lux smirks slightly thinking about disco mo mode, <laughs> but because he doesn't know exactly what would happen if, if they were inside when he presses three, he forgets about it, and it's a week off, baby. We're going to see who's weaker, Lux or Neck. Lux jumps onto Neck, and just a moment of, this guy is too close. I'm shoving this guy's face into the pudding and the salt water, <laughs> and I'm holding his arms back, and I'm going to try to drown this little bitch. Gold pudding. Okay. No, I will I will, 
Now, I'll remind you, this uh-huh. is extremely close quarters. So, yes. like, yes. imagine a room so tight we can't even, like, lift our arms up. You know, like, you couldn't <laughs> even put your arms perpendicular. This is extremely tight space. I think that's the only thing that it's going to save me is the fact that if I could noodle my arms around, I could just use the, <laughs> the space to kind of get him in a position where I don't have to do much. I kind of just have to squeeze my little Lux weakness on onto him. And maybe if his face is in the right position, I can get him to drown in this stuff. Okay, great. Let's now have a into his friend. twink <laughs> blood mud wrestling <laughs> yes. competition between the yes. two physically weakest characters on the show. <laughs> Lux just goes feral. <laughs> TK sees this and is impressed. You are, I mean, yeah, you're, you're, you're trapped in a blood sphere with a dark mage and an angry twink. <laughs> this is the only time where I might have the upper hand in a strength competition. I have to, I have to use it. You gotta. So Lux, if you have brawn or grappling or anything like that, you can roll it. Otherwise, I'm just going to ask your roll strength plus agility. Well, my agility yeah. isn't terrible. Hell oh. yeah. My strength is two, so everybody remembers. <laughs> but I can't wait. This is great. Three. That's good. Fuck yeah, dude. I forgot. Neck has four hands. Yes. So he has a melee skill. Oh. No! Really? I don't have a melee skill. <laughs> what the <sighs> fuck does he have a melee skill for? Uh, I didn't know that. This sucks. He's no strength. It's fine. Five hits. No! <laughs> I love that you tried, though. But this is this is mostly a slap fight. It's like yeah, got the same energy. Yeah, it does. <laughs> but you can't raise your hand above your own nipples. Like, <laughs> That's what fighting, we're fighting like T-Rexes in the bubble. Yeah. <laughs> You are now uh, uh, flailing and falling end over end um, into one another. It's just, uh, it's like you are balls in the cage at a bingo game. (laughs) It's just Mm -hmm. being spun around inside this thing, uh, except uh, there's also a very strange and unpleasant soup in here with you. Yeah, you are uh, increasingly getting, uh, you're getting wetter and wetter, and you notice that the ball is, uh, is deflating. Put your hands back. His little hands is like in his nose. Like, get the fuck out of here. It's like your siblings who are close in age in the back, yeah. the yeah. way back of the, uh, the station wagon on a too long car ride. Exactly. I think TK is laughing at this. Nick keeps putting his finger in my nose. It just seems like it seems like personal development's happening for Lux, you know? Stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. The next person to act is Vivian. Um, okay, so Viv and Lash are on the clamshell, but now Henley is underneath us. Yes, and you could, if it's not quite close enough that you could reach out and touch the back of the Mrs. Egg as it cruises by you, but you are close. Oh, boy. Viv is squeezes Lash's arm to make her stop swimming, and she gestures to the car. Look. Oh, Gabe. It's got to be Gabe. Let's get in there. I I think uh, I have to send this clam to do something else. Yeah, 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 yeah. Will you help me in? Yeah. So the clam starts to lower down past Henley. It uh, kind of just passes through, and we see it kind of bob back up near them. Okay, so Viv is looking at the bubble buddy, and she sees that it is uh, losing volume, 
and that there is some kind of scuffle happening and it looks messy and nasty in there. And she nods toward the clam, which makes its way over to Lux and TK. And sort of in like a Pac-Man kind of gulp, it closes its clamp over the whole bubble buddy, but sort of disintegrates as it uses guard which is a protection over TK and Lux, who will not take any damage on the next turn. Fuck off! They also (laughs) cannot glitch. (gasps) The clam will take on the glitch or damage. You listen to me, Jenda LaVega, you fucking (laughs) sea witch. One day, one day, I don't care if I have to drug Mike Rugnetta or replace him with an AI. I swear to God, I'm going to kill you. I'm taking them down one day. Yeah, TK and Lux now have a red shimmer around their outlines as they are proceeding to slap around and swish in the ball. Fuck yeah. And Lash, after Viv tells her to look at Benley, she sees it. She sees that she's pretty close in this clamshell and that this this clamshell is slowly uh, beginning to lift up and is on the move. So with that, she kind of takes a dive down into Henley, lands kind of hard on the front seat um, because she dove, and <laughs> she calms Gabe. We're in Benley. Get us out of here. Are you and Viv both in the front seat? Like you've kind of like thrown Viv over your shoulder, jumped yeah, down. Yeah, she's still she's still on my back. Yeah, she's okay, still great. on my so, back. So yeah, you like kind of deposit her in, into Henley the Bentley. When you when you get in, um, Henley is is treading water, is floating, but uh, most of the rear doors are underwater, and the back seat is taking on water. Uh, the front seat is relatively dry, and when you calm Gabe, he says. And then you feel it and you hear the engine kick on, but it struggles Um, and it kind of putters away. It goes back towards the Hudson Yards where the Mrs. Egg was moored previously and kind of stalls, like kind of slows down uh, and stops. You are, for now, out of danger and everything is still in view. uh, But Henley the Bentley is not, doesn't seem completely seafaring at the moment. You are currently safe. TK is having a lot of fun watching the uh, oiled-up twink wrestling contest happening in the Super Monkey Ball, um, <laughs> because he's like, he's he's very injured. <laughs> he knows he realizes that like Neck is going to leave and teleport out of this ball as soon as he possibly can, so he's got to end it. He's got to make sure like, and Lux is holding him down. Can we do a teamwork test? If I want to uh, say get the combat axe out and start pressing it into Neck since he's right there and you can't really move that much. Yeah, I would say you don't need to teamwork test. You'll just get, either you will get a bonus or he will get a detriment just for it being, him being currently engaged in other things. Currently grappled, yes. Currently slap fighting. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Very light slaps. I love this. Yeah, I think TK is going to, like he's extremely injured, very weak. So TK, his turn is he realizes how injured he is which is why he's sort of amused by this whole situation because this is the only time he's been this close to neck and knows that he has him he has him right there and is just not strong enough to do anything about it even so he pulls out his combat axe and he's pushing it against neck whatever is closest which i think is probably like near his kidneys under the the second set of arms and is just trying as best he can to push the axe through him. 
TK is trying his best to get at any of Neck's flesh with this axe and just cannot summon the strength. It's like leaning up against him and it's just, it's not happening. He's not cutting through. He's watching Lux struggle to get a grasp on this man. He's watching Neck fight back, uh, struggling himself, clearly skilled at fighting, but he's tired, he's drained, he's covered in water and sludge and goo, and he just, he can't get purchase on Lux, and it's just this, uh, it's almost comedic, it's almost slapstick if it wasn't so disgusting. Because you're in here with this, like, most of a body of this dead ghoul who, suddenly goes rigid. <gasps> been limp up to this moment. Oh. The slurry? He's in here, too. Like, his body is in here. Oh. And one of his hands extends forward. And you see the metal-tipped fingernails. And he just grabs at the side of the bubble buddy and scrapes down it and leaves five lines. And you hear wet coughing. And you look down. And you see that even though his head has been destroyed, his mouth is still moving. Uh, Oof. Fun City. Thanks for listening. If you want to support the show and get access to a huge back catalog of amazing bonus content, patron-only in-universe merch, and access to our Discord, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash funcityventures. And of course, thanks to all of our current patrons for help keeping this ship afloat. Hi, I'm Bijan Steven, and you can find me online at Bijan Steven, B-I-J-A-N-S-T-E-P-H-E-N, on Twitter and Twitch. On Instagram, I'm Bijan Cakes, B-I-J-A-N Cakes. I'm Jen De La Vega. I play Vivian Lakewood, and you can find me online at Randwitches. Hey, this is Nick Gersio. I play Lux Scythe, and you can find me online at N Gersio, G-U-E-R-C-I-O, on Instagram, and at Nicholas Gersio on Twitter. I'm Shannon O'Dell. I play Lash Goodbog, and you can find me on social media at Shodell, at S-H-O-D-E-L-L. I am Taylor Moore, and I play all the bad guys, I think. Is that how it works? It's not clear. You can follow me online at taylor.biz. And my name is Mike Rugnetta. I am your GM. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube at Mike Rugnetta. You can find the show on Twitter and Instagram at Fun City Ventures. This episode of Fun City was recorded in various locations around Brooklyn, New York, and Los Angeles, California. It was edited by Sam Grant and produced and sound designed by me, Mike Rugnetta. Pixel Riffs, not a rave daddy, but perhaps a pod daddy? Certainly a stream daddy. Fun City's music is by Sam Tyndall with tracks by Will Savino. Our art is by Tess Stone. Our Discord mods are Olivia Gulen, Kelly McHugh, and Kit Pulliam. And the voice of Artemis is Molly Templeton. <laughs> <laughs>